You are listening to the Subi and You podcast. If this is your 86th time to listen to the show, welcome back. If this is your first time to listen to the Subi and You podcast, welcome. And if it is your first time and you're here to listen to Rally Gump, go check out all the other episodes too, because there's a lot of great people out there and a lot of great stories. And who knows, if you go listen to one of the other people, it might be somebody that lives near you, and uh, you might end up making a best friend. So go check out the other episodes as well, and also the small businesses that I've had on. It's been really cool having them on and getting to hear the story behind the brands that we all use and love. So this episode, we have Nick, and his account is Rally Gump. So we get into talking about his Forester, a Forester that's almost as old as he is. So it's a pretty cool story. He's got some funny stories about how he got certain mods and how he ended up getting the uh, Subaru. So we'll get into that here in a little bit. National Dog Day is coming up on August 26th, so there is plenty of time to shop the incredible selection of pet items from Subaru at SubaruGear.com, our sponsor of the Subi and You podcast. Why not spoil your four-legged friend with one of these amazing items like a pet bandana, a dog bowl, and more? Not only is this gear perfect for any Subaru enthusiast that loves pets, but a number of the items give back. No matter what you decide to purchase, any of these products are ideal for long treks, road trips, campouts, and more. Be sure to pack up this amazing Subaru gear and spoil your pup. As always, use promo code SUBINU at checkout to get free shipping. Thank you for sponsoring the SUBINU podcast, SubaruGear.com. So on most of my episodes, I ask people what their favorite mod is, and many times people will say their favorite mod is their wheels and tires. So why not make your favorite wheels a set of Rika wheels? They have their Detours, Tetons, and the Seekers, all really great designs. Rika is committed to providing customers with the highest quality specialized wheels, and they also provide lift kits that will allow you to travel further, experience new adventures, and discover extraordinary destinations. Rika wants to make sure that you are ready for anything wherever adventure takes you. Their Flowform process creates both lightweight and durable wheels, which are of the highest quality and are built to satisfy the requirements of all of you adventure enthusiasts. Rika lift kits raise your Subaru to protect the vehicle's underbody from damage while off-roading. The lift kits were also designed to increase the vehicle ride height in order to accommodate larger tires while maintaining the factory ride quality and alignment. The quest for adventure begins with you, and Rika is what gets you there. Be sure to use the code SUBIU10 at checkout when you pick out your set of favorite wheels. Thank you, Rika, for sponsoring the Subi and You podcast. So a long time ago, I started doing the announcements for community events on Wednesdays. So be sure to tune in to those so that you can find out what is going on, because there might be something going on near you. There's going to be the big event here in Houston in October, and that is going to be featuring Bucky Lassick. And then there's also an event happening in San Antonio coming up soon, and Scott Speed is going to be there. 
And we can't forget about Subi Fest California. I'm going to be there. I might be at the other events as well, but be sure to tune in on Wednesday to find out all the good Subi Scoop events. If you have not done so, go check out SubiAndYouPodcast.com. I have a link to all of the episodes. There are also some reviews that you can read that people see what people are saying about the podcast. You can also support the podcast right there on the homepage. And you can get some decals from Eccentric Designs. My buddy Jen was nice enough to make Subi and You podcast decals for me. So go check out that link as well to get your decal to support the podcast and also rep the podcast on your Subi. And while you're there, explore the Eccentric Designs shop and see what all she has to offer. She's got some great overlays for your rear taillights, for reflectors, and uh, she also does Instagram handles and as well as some other things. So just go check out and see what she has. She's got some really great products and her decals are legit. Those things really, really hold up well. So when you click on decals and purchase your Subi and You podcast decal, you know that it's going to last a really long time. Also, please go rate and review the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcast and write a nice review. Let me know what you think of the podcast, but also you'll let others know what you think of the podcast. So go check that out. Click five star rating, write a five star review. For now, we'll go ahead and get into this episode with Nick and hear all about Rally Gump and how he ended up getting a Forester and some of the stuff that he's done to it along the way. So here we go. No, I'm not going to do that. Well, I'm only going to go this far. I'm not going to do that. And now here we are. (laughs) Yeah, that always seems to be the case. It's like, oh, it's never ending. Like for me with mine, I thought that maybe what I have now would be enough because there's not a whole lot of places for me to go around where I'm at. But I still find myself wanting to do more, you know? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Once you get the bug, it doesn't go anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. So that's just just the way it goes. Yep. It's cool because, like, we can say, we can literally say, nice to see you again because we met at BoxerFest. That was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was was awesome. That was a good time. I'm glad I ran into you. I was running around all day going, where the heck is he? Where is he? Where is he? And then finally I spotted you, and that's when I ran up to you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I know it was cool because like there at that event, I didn't really I didn't really know a whole lot of people back then. Yeah. And so like meeting you and then meeting Amanda who goes by Sabrina the Subi 22 and yeah. then um I met a couple of other people and then Greg Adventure Dad Wagon, he was there with his car in the show, so I knew him and his wife. Yeah. Um and then I had met several Subaru people and had been introduced to Bucky, but you know, for the most part, I didn't really, quote unquote, know anybody, you know, it was right. just people that I had kind of connected with. So, but being almost a year now, you know, I feel like I know a lot more people. Yeah, there you go. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> yeah, it definitely does. So, 
Yeah, well, thank you for taking the time to do this. I know it's been a while because I've had a lot of people on my list for a long time, and it just takes a while to get through it all. You know, putting, especially putting episodes out every week, I was originally thinking about doing it every other week because I didn't know how this would go. I didn't know that there was going to be a huge response to it. And so I was thinking, like, maybe I'll just do it every other week. But now people have to wait a really long time if I did it every other week. <laughs> oh, it's worth the wait. That's for sure. I mean, what seriously, I mean, I know we've talked about it before, but like giving giving the Subaru community like the opportunity to come together and be able to share stories from drivers, creators, content, all the all the different stuff that comes with being part of the Subi fam and now having a platform to share those stories. I mean, what you're doing for the Subaru community is awesome, dude. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's just it keeps going, you know, and like there's things that end up happening that I wouldn't have expected. And, you know, but there are things that I kind of have to make happen at the same time if I want it to continue to be successful. Um, So with that, it's just the first step of getting it into being more of a business. But the um, but Subi and you not Subi and you podcast, but just Subi Mm -hmm. and you is now an LLC. There you go. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so Subi and you will just it'll cover not just the podcast, but like, but I have a I have a YouTube channel. I just haven't right. really done a whole lot with it. And then if there's any other media stuff that I want to you know end up doing at some point, Subi and you will just kind of cover all of those things. It'll be like the umbrella because I didn't want it to be Subi and you podcast, and then I have a YouTube channel, and then I have something else. So I didn't want to like just stick myself in that one category. Right. Well, uh, so you ready to uh, get this thing going? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I mean, geez, we've we've racked up quite a quite a few stories. <laughs> so I guess let everybody know what part of the country you live in and introduce yourself. Yeah, so uh, my name's Nick. Uh, I'm here with Forrester Gump, goes by at Rally Gump on Instagram from the Northeast, live in Northeast PA, part of a Part of Mountain Rue, Mountain Rue Tri-State, Mountain Rue Mid-Atlantic. Now, are you from Pennsylvania? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, born cool. and raised. All right. So where did the name come from? For your Forrester? <laughs> the <name> is, <laughs> yeah, the name's actually a funny story. <laughs> I So my family is huge on naming our cars. And I was trying to come up with a name, trying to come up with a name, and I couldn't think of anything. And my mom said to me the one day, she goes, what about Gump? I just kind of looked there. I'm like, Gump. And she goes, well, yeah, instead of Forrest Gump, it's Forrester Gump. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. Rally Gump, the the handle, originally the channel was just uh, Gump the Forrester. Okay. Was the, was the handle. And yeah. that, was, that was kind of before I had decided what I wanted to do with the car. And then once I decided that I wanted to go for more of a rally-inspired build we we switched it to rally gump and that's where it's at nice yeah it's uh it looks good too yeah it, it came out fantastic i'm i'm guilty i'm one of those people that every time i park in a parking lot i turn around and i go oh that's my car <laughs> yeah i mean you have to you know and especially the the care and the time and the love that you put into it you know you gotta look back and and admire it of course yep 
I'll, I'll never forget the one time I, I was up in Connecticut a couple, a couple weeks in June for work and I'm driving through New Haven and I'm sitting at the light and this bus goes by and I'm not even making this up on the cross street. This bus goes by and I see people holding their phones up, taking pictures of the car <laughs> as they're going by. Nice. Yeah. That's, yeah. I had somebody a long, it was a long time ago. Um, there was a guy driving in a big truck and there was somebody in the back seat, and there was like some teenager or something hanging out taking pictures of Pearl. So I was like, oh, nice. Thank you. <laughs> it, it's almost like the adult version of having a Tonka truck. But yeah. Like, you, like the, the Tonka trucks growing up that like you would throw them around your room and everything. It's almost like the adult version. Well, it's, you know, it's like being a kid again. You know, you, you get oh, this, definitely. you get this car, and with many people, you don't expect, it to really become something other than just be a car. Then you find this community and find what other people are doing. And you're like, Oh, I want to do something like that too. And then it just, like you said, you just keep going and it's like, I want to keep doing more and more and we just have fun and we're expressing ourselves and letting the little inner kid out again, you know? That's what it's all about. So I want to say real quick, too, before we get into other things, but it wasn't too long ago that you got your bachelor's in business administration with finance. So congrats on that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it, it's weird. It feels like I should still be a sophomore. Like the, the four years just flew by. Yeah. So how what did that feel like actually graduating and knowing they're like, oh, this is it? <laughs> it was it, not gonna lie it was a little bittersweet i mean I, I i had a pretty good experience in college i i had a lot of fun with it i had originally started off in engineering because i wanted to get into motorsports but i got about a year and a half into it and decided it wasn't for me so business was the backup plan if engineering didn't work so switched to finance loved every minute of it and That's getting good. that diploma is an awesome feeling yeah so is this it for you for school or is there going to be more yeah, I, I think this is it. I think I put my time in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. That's good. So, and uh, so with your Forester, is this your first Subaru, and is this your also your first car? Yes, on both. Um, the the story of how I got Gump. Well, pretty soon it won't be the the only Subaru because I'm actually uh I'm actually working on the financing for getting a Crosstrek Sport too. That'll be the oh, second car. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> so we'll we'll have Gump. Don't worry, everybody. Gump is staying. Gump will still be the off-road car, but uh, we'll soon be adding Spot the Sport. I already named that one. <laughs> nice. There you go. That's a good <laughs> yep. one. Yeah. But uh, the, yeah, the the story of Gump. Uh, my dad's a truck driver, and this was it was back in 2017 we bought Gump. Uh, my dad was driving through Redding, uh, PA, which is about 80 miles south of here, and spotted a dealership that uh, little little hole in the wall place called Deer Lake Auto, and that's all the guy does. It's a it's a Subaru Master Tech that retired, and that's all he does is buy up the old Subarus in the Northeast, fix them up, and wow. turn around and sell them. We had uh, been looking at cars for me for a while, and the funny thing is, I'll never forget. I tell everyone this. My, when my parents said to me, because they knew I was looking for cars and they were curious because they wanted the dealerships up here looking for me too and everything, see what they could find. And they said to me, they said, well, what models are you looking for? They knew I wanted a Subaru. So they were like, what, what models do you want? And the very first words out of my mouth were no Foresters. 
<laughs> oh man i, oh, I always awesome. had this conception of foresters as like a like an old people's car and and all that i i wanted either a baja or an outback sport the the really old school yeah Preza outback sport yeah those are I, awesome i wanted yeah those are the best but they are impossible to find especially in good shape in the northeast being being in the rust belt and everything yeah it is so hard to find them in good shape so my dad was driving by this dealership down in Reading and spotted this Forester on the front line. And he says, I know you said no Foresters, but at least look it up online and take a look at it. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I pull it up and I, I look, I still have the original pictures. Uh, and I think a couple of them are up on the Instagram. And I looked and I was like, oh, this, this is actually a pretty cool looking car. Like this, this has got some personality to it. Maybe it's not and, so bad after all. Yeah, especially I mean, especially those old school foresters with the with the big smile and the bumper, like they just oh, have yeah. such a personality. The overall body style, like the boxiness of it, I love that. Oh yeah. Uh, so we we went down and test drove it. And as soon as I test drove it, I said, Stop looking. That's it. This is the <laughs> car. <laughs> That's so cool. I just fell in love with it. Uh he had, he had 140,000 on him when we bought him Wow! and already had timing belt, water pump, oil pump, head gaskets, wheel bearings, all the, all the major stuff done on it. So it's like having a brand new car almost. Yeah. So you said that you had always wanted a Subaru, but why did you always wanted a Subaru? I, part of me thinks it's, it's from the family. I mean, my, my family's been a Subaru family for years. My dad actually had a brat back in the eighties. Oh, nice. Oh yeah. yeah. We still have a set of the wheels down in the, down in the basement. Oh, he had two cool. sets of wheels for it, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he had a brat back in the eighties and then my mom had an O2 Outback, um, that she, she bought right after I was born because I was born in 2000 and then they, they decided it was, it was time for a, for a new car. Now that there's a new kid in the, in the family, let's get a safe one. Let's get a good one. And she found that Outback and. That brought us back to back to Subaru, and then she had a thirteen Crosstrek the the first year that the orange yep. ones came out. Yeah, she had the orange, and then uh, she's got a nineteen Outback now. So it's I mean we've we've just been a Subi family for years, and I think they're fantastic first cars too, because especially the older ones they are so easy to work on. Yeah, and did you did you worry at all about buying something so old with so many miles? I mean, I know you said a lot of stuff was replaced on it, but did you worry about other things going wrong with it? Not really too much. The the car had a pretty a pretty solid Carfax on it. It was it was mostly a I kind of kind of a grandma car. It was it was baby. <laughs> it was taken care of everything at the dealership. That's um, good. Yeah, and I mean those guys down at Deer Lake, they go over those cars with a fine tooth comb. So I mean those those guys that coupled with the Carfax and everything, and knowing that all of the major stuff was done at least, I figure even if little things pop up here and there, I know the major stuff is taken care of. Yeah, you know little things might pop up like if you uh, mess up your oil drain plug, you know threading. Gee, thanks, buddy. <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> yeah. So, how did that happen? Are you just changing the oil and you just didn't yeah. do it right? Yeah, I I 
I don't know how I goofed on that one. I've done how many oil changes and just, I, I don't know if I didn't stick it in right. It just, and, and I'm tightening it up and I'm going, man, this feels harder than usual. Yeah. And I'm like, but it doesn't feel impossible. Like it doesn't feel like it's not right. So I'm, I'm going, 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 and we get the oil in and everything. And we always start it up and do the leak check and everything. And it starts dripping. And I went, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But the funny thing is, is I had been telling myself that I was going to get a Fumoto valve for probably a couple of years now. So I guess this was the universe's sign to pull the trigger on it. Yeah. I was like, all right, here you go. We'll (laughs) we'll help you out there. (laughs) Yep. Now's the time to do it. Yeah. And so you said your dad redid the thread threads on it and then you were able to get the Fumoto valve in there. Yeah. Thankfully my, my dad is a, I, I swear in a past life, my dad was, was a master tech or something because the, the stuff I've seen him do on cars is incredible. So as soon as, as soon as that popped up, I was like, dad, help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he, he came out and uh, tapped it and everything and we got it. We got it the right size. So that the, cause the Fumoto, uh, valves are the same size as the stock plug. So you gotta, you gotta make sure that you keep the size close. Yeah. So once we, once we got it tapped and everything, got it in, put some, uh, put some good old JB weld on it and we're ready to rock. Yeah. There you go. Now you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. The Fumoto valve is nice. I mean, I haven't changed. I usually take mine in to get the oil changed, but I have done it myself once and it is nice. It's really nice to just pop that little thing and just, yeah, just go. (laughs) So when you bought your Subaru back then, did you know about the Subaru community? I mean, because you your family had Subarus, but did you know that there was this big community out there that we know now? I I really didn't. I mean, I I originally just got it to just be a reliable daily. I had no plans of doing mods or really being in this massive community or anything like that, but the further I got into it, you, you, you see people around, you know, you see cars with Instagram handles on the side of them and stuff like that. And you hear about these groups and all that stuff. And I thought to myself, I thought, well, I mean, Hey, it's my car. I mean, I want to make it my own. Maybe, maybe let's give this a shot. And the Instagram started and started following stuff on Facebook and took off from there that's how i found mountain rue and here we are yeah because i mean so many people end up buying a subaru and don't really know much about the community uh, or really you know doing any mods to it and then and then they find it and then they get hooked and it's like oh gosh here we go yeah but i mean it's it's a great path to take and it's again something to really be passionate about and something to really enjoy and have is your own and it's more than more than just a car and people that don't you know people don't get it and people that don't own them don't get it i mean there's other car um you know there's other car groups and stuff and they get it but i don't know i still think there's something about subaru there's there's something about subies i mean some people might call it a cold i call it the subie fam (laughs) yeah no absolutely it's uh it's definitely a great thing to be a part of and, you know, you get to meet so many different people all across the country and then all over the world, really. And it, it's cool because like when you and I were at Boxer Fest, you know, it's like you end up running into somebody and it's like, oh, hey, how's it going? Or if you're planning to go somewhere, 
people are like, oh, let us know when you're going to be here so we can meet up. And it's just so cool how people all across the community like want to see you if they know that you're going to be in town and, you know, you want to get together and you want to hang out and you want to see each other's cars. And it's just, it's so cool to, to have that. Yeah. I've, I've had, I've met so many people in the community now, especially on Instagram. I, I keep telling so many of my friends out on the West coast. Now, if I ever get out there, we are so going off-roading. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just, for me, it's like, it's so hard for me being in the middle of everything and you know everything being so far away, but I did drive up to Madison, Wisconsin for Flatfest. So that was cool. And then I, I want to, so I've been out to Colorado. I do want to go out to Arizona at some point. And I would love to do like a West Coast tour sometime and just take like two or three weeks off and go out there and just hang out. Oh, definitely. I've, I've got a couple spots on the on the bucket list ticked. Hopefully we can tick them off the next couple of years. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's, uh, there's so many places that you can go, but it's like, <laughs> how far do I have to drive and how many miles can I put on my, my car before it's like, okay, I've had enough. Yeah. <laughs> Not us, but the cars. Like, okay, right. you've taken me all over the place. I can only have so many miles. <laughs> um, so what was your first mod when you decided to start doing some mods? The funny thing is, is so many of my mods have their own little stories attached to them. <laughs> That's my, good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my, my first ever mod was the skid plate for the transmission. Okay. Yeah. Which sounds kind of specific, but it, it makes sense when you hear the the story behind it. Um, one of my other hobbies, I'm also a little bit into urban exploration and uh, stuff like old retail, dead malls, stuff mm. like that. Yeah. So I did a, a couple years ago while I was off for winter break for college. I did a I did a trip on the East Coast, just checking out like old malls and like dying malls and stuff like that up and down the up and down the east coast and we were i think three or four malls into the trip and i was down on 83 in harrisburg and anybody from pa will know exactly where i'm talking right in the right in the beltway there like right at uh 283 81 83 it's like a big cluster right at right at the harrisburg mall and i was getting off the exit for the harrisburg mall and it's like this is like eight o'clock at night and you get off the ramp on the right and you come up over a bridge over the highway and the mall is on the left side. So it's a blind uphill and I'm coming around the corner. I'm in the middle lane to go straight to the mall. There's cars on both sides of me and there's a pipe in the middle of the road. Oh no. And I cleared it and this was before I was lifted. So I cleared it with stock height. <laughs> yeah. But as soon as I hit it, the front goes up and comes back down and I'm like, oh, we cleared it. And then I hear, I hear a flip, a thunk and I'm like, oh no. oh no. So we get in the parking lot and I get underneath and it hit the exhaust right where the cat and the resonator come together, like right at the spring bolts. Yeah. Like right behind the transmission pan. So if I didn't hit the exhaust, I would have hit the transmission pan and then we would have really been screwed. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, so, yeah. You're like yeah. transmission or skid plate. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I got home, I was like, I wonder if they make, make a plate for that or something. And sure enough, that was how I found primitive was they were the only ones at the time on the market that were doing 
transmission skid plates. Everybody else was doing the engine and the diff, but Primitive was the only ones that had for the transmission at the time. So yeah. Yeah. That's how I found them. Oh, that's good. So with these malls, like, are these malls open or do you just go and like <laughs> check out the parking lot? Well, I don't break in, into any ones that are already closed. Everything that everything that I find is uh, still open to the public. I kind of found a little bit of a niche where it's right before they close. Mm. So there's there's almost nothing left in it. All yeah. like all the anchor stores are empty and everything, but it's still open to the public and you can walk around. Okay. So it's almost like this really bizarre time capsule that's like right about to be closed. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, we had a mall here that was um it was it was a really nice mall. It was like two or three levels. It had a lot of really nice shops. And then slowly and slowly they just kept kind of all the you know, the shops started closing down. And I remember going in there and I think maybe like thirty percent of the businesses were still there and the rest of it was just, you know, the shops were vacant. And yeah. it, and but like right down the street was another mall that was doing really well and thriving. And so that's the only thing I can think of is that like all the traffic was going to that mall and this other mall was just starting to die, which was sad because it was a really nice mall. But and now they tore the whole mall down. They built up a whole little shopping center, which is really nice now. But yeah, it's yeah. Just, that's interesting. Yeah, some of the, some of the stuff that you find in these places, I'll never forget. On that trip, I was at a mall out in New out in New Jersey, right over the line from Easton, and the just the the stuff that you see left behind in like the empty storefronts and stuff. I'll I'll never forget. I I took a picture of it. Um, there was a uh, there was a Victoria's Secret in the mall that had been there since like 1989. Wow! And the mall, the the employees in the mall right before I, I guess, right before they locked the doors for good, um, they left a little note taped to the, the window about like what store number it was and how long it had been there and how it was a fantastic place to work and they would miss it and everything. Just little, little mementos like that, that you find. Are yeah. So weird. Mall rats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's but, cool. Yeah. I actually started an Instagram for that too. So if anybody wants to wants to check that out, uh, look up at retail YTT. It's short for uh, retail yesterday, today, tomorrow. That's cool. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. That's interesting. Yeah, it's a different uh, something different, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's always nice to have something fresh on here too. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, how many mods do you have? Like, what all have you done to your Forester? There's there's a lot at this point. Um, I was I was on the fence for the first little bit um, about how much I wanted to do the car. Like at first it was more just um, stuff that I thought would be useful daily driving and taking road trips and stuff. So like the transmission plate and then for looks, I painted the original wheels that were on it. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's pictures on, on Instagram about like the, the old gray wheels and all that stuff. It was, it was a good look. It looked good, but it was, it was just for looks. It wasn't really anything for off-roading or anything, but I did, a my, my first mountain Rue trip was back in September, 2020. I remember. And at that point, all I had on the car was the transmission plate and those, those wheels. That was, that was it. And that was my first, my first meet with Tri-State had an absolute blast flying up and down the, uh, up and down the Delaware water gap. 
and I hit I, I hit a I hit a whoop section as a rookie at the time went went a little too fast through <laughs> it and bent two of the wheels on the passenger oh, side. Oh no! <laughs> they they held up good. I mean those those Subaru wheels they're tough. They held up good. Yeah. But uh, but I, I I'm driving home and I'm like something's shaking that wasn't shaking before. And I take the wheel <laughs> off and I'm like oh that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. once I decided that I wanted to get into it more, then that's when I started adding the big stuff. So we've. Uh, we did wheels and tires, got a uh, method uh, 501 VT spec. So they're the same ones that were on the uh, Subaru rally cars back in the early 2000s. It's, oh, nice. Yeah, it's, the, it's the, the same style, the same model and everything of wheel that method used to make for the rally team. And then I wrapped that in uh, the Geolanders, the all-terrains, uh, put a diff skid plate on it. I haven't put the engine plate on it yet because right before, of course, right before I decide to start off-roading, I buy a new under tray from the factory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I figure let's beat that up first before we, before we change it out. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But, uh, then we've got the, uh, I did a primitive lift on it. It's got an inch and a quarter lift spacer on rally tech springs and KYB struts. So that's that's a really good combination. I mean, it rides like a brand new car. <laughs> uh, not, yeah, I I want to get a lift at some point. Yeah, the lift definitely helped. I'll never forget the first time I tried the lift after after putting it on, a, like the first mountain room meet after. I'm I'm driving behind a lifted cross track, and he's he he's lifted. I forget how much it was lifted, but I'm I'm just driving behind him, and there's this big middle hump, and then two tire tracks. And we're just riding in these tire tracks and I'm looking at this <laughs> yeah. and I'm going, wait a minute, I'm clearing this. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I've got I'm the like, clearance now. I make this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, all, the, it's always curious to see that middle hump and you're like, Hmm, am I going to make that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if I was going to at first. And then I, I'm on the radio to the guy behind me. I'm going, Hey, can you see, am I close? He's like, no, you got loads of room. I'm like, no way. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's a good, yeah. uh, good thing to know. Oh yeah. And then the, the big elephant in the room is the, the big tent on the roof with the, with the awning and everything. Yeah, that's nice. That was, that was the biggest mod that, that was, that was a long time in the making. I was going back and forth on if I wanted to do that or pull a tiny little, one of them little pop-up RVs, but those the older foresters, I mean, the telling capacity is only like fifteen hundred, and I'm not about to push my car with two hundred thousand miles on it. So yeah. ten it was. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of your mileage, you had that uh, your very first post was a hundred thousand mile um, club. Where did you? Yeah. Where did you find that? That was on. I think it was on. It was either on eBay or Etsy, but it was a it was a guy that. Uh, made a whole bunch of them for the different brands. He had ones for Toyota. I think he had ones for Ford. And I found that Subaru one and I was like, Hey, that's me. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a cool <laughs> like, sticker. That, that's a badge of honor. I mean, there's, there's some people where they'll say, you know, you, you, you hear sometimes about, you know, people that they think that they're going to blow or something like that. And it's like, no, you take care of them. You love them and they'll love you right back. Yeah. Yeah. My mileage is going to get up there really quick. <laughs> you keep doing these trips it'll get up there yeah yeah it's uh it's getting there so 
Um, <laughs> so with your rooftop tent, do you? How often do you get out and go camping? I I try to get out probably a good three four times a year at least. Okay. Um. Yeah. If if I can't, uh, like like this year we had a little bit of a break because uh, like I said I was in Connecticut for work for a little bit, so took a little bit of a break this year, but got. Got uh, one or two trips in before that, and we're looking at probably two or three more by the end of the season. Okay. But, no, yeah, trying nice. to get out at least a couple times. It, it's nice, too, because I, I found a little bit of a blend where sometimes I'll, I'll go with Mountain Rue and camp with Mountain Rue, and then sometimes I'll just go on my own. Or uh, My dad was a, was a camper and a scout, so uh, sometimes me and him will find a campsite somewhere and go camping. Yeah, it's uh, the rooftop tents are really, really cool, but... There's just, I don't, I don't ever go. So it wouldn't do me any good. <laughs> that would be like, it would be a waste for now. I think later on, maybe at some point it would be kind of nice, but it's, uh, uh, I'm sure it's definitely a nice sleep and oh, uh, yeah. nice to be up off the ground and kind of have your own space up there. And it's just don't have to carry. I mean, you're carrying something extra, but you don't have to like take anything out and put it on the ground and put it back up. So. Yeah, well, the other nice, nice thing too is at least at least for me the the roof was kind of unused space. Like I don't have any kayaks or roof baskets or anything like that. So I figured instead of having all the sleeping stuff in the back of the car, put the sleeping stuff up on the roof and then I have more room for like my recovery gear, my snacks, you know, yeah. all my all my comfort items and everything. The important I can stuff. Fit a lot more. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um what is your favorite mod? Of the ones you've done, who I would probably have to say the 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 rims and tires. Yeah, I think. I mean that that look, especially with the bronze with the gold and everything, and the capability it gives. Oh my gosh, what a combination! Yeah, no, they do look really good. I like that. It's good, Thank you. good addition. Uh, what other mods do you are you planning to do or get? I've been going back and forth on. If I'm going to add ditch lights or not, um, I'm, I'm leaning more in the yes category <laughs> right yeah. now, but if, the funny thing is, again, I, one of those things that I told myself in the beginning, I told myself, I'm not doing any wiring. I'm not doing anything electrical. And now here we are looking at lights. <laughs> yeah. I have ditch lights on mine and they've actually come in handy. Cause when I've been doing some highway driving late at night, I would turn them on and it would help me see off to the sides a little bit better because there were some spots driving up to Madison, Wisconsin, where it was really, really dark and it was late and there weren't that many other cars on the road. And so just to have that extra light was really nice. And and wiring it up was not as hard as I thought it was going to be and it's not as difficult as I thought it was going to be. I just didn't really know how to do it. So thankfully, I had Ryan, who goes by Anonymous TWRX here in town. He helped me wire it all up. So that was really good. It was nice. Uh, and then once we got it all done, I was like, oh, I wasn't bad. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where you look at it on paper and you're like, this is terrifying. And then you start <laughs> doing it and it's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I mean, I replaced my, you know, I put a, the new roof rack on and I'm like, this is terrifying because I'm going to have to take the rails, <laughs> the side rails off, and I'm going to have to pull all the panels out on the inside and drop my headliner and, you know, make sure I put plenty of sealant, which I didn't, and uh, started leaking. So oh, no. I had to redo it, but now that seems to be okay. We've had some rain here tonight, so I'm going to go check it out again. But it hasn't hasn't leaked so far since then. There you but. go. 
Yeah, it was uh, it was very intimidating because it was a lot of work and it took a long time. But now I'm I'm happy with it. Yeah, I I think I'm I'm leaning more towards the the lights now, especially because uh, here on the here on the East Coast, especially in PA, we have a reputation for a lot of deer. <laughs> yeah, that would so be very helpful. Yeah, especially coming up through the mountains, um, coming coming up north in PA, and being able to shine that off to the sides and see where they're running and stuff like that, and especially with the fog and everything too, I I think it'd be a good add on. Not just that, but they look cool. They sure do. Especially, I mean, <laughs> hey, if I get the amber or the yellow ones with the gold and everything, I mean, it's a complete package. This episode is brought to you by Melee Design Firm. They are your battery and battery mount specialists. If you are into rallying your Subaru, you need to keep your battery secure. That's where Melee Design Firm comes into play. Go check out their battery mounts. You can mount them in multiple locations. They also have a special edition Bucky Lassic battery mount. So go check out MeleeDesignFirm.com and get your battery mount or spruce up your engine compartment with some engine bay caps. Thank you, Melee Design Firm, for sponsoring the Subi and You podcast. This episode is also brought to you by Spider No Drill Roof Rack. If you're looking for rooftop storage solutions, this is a place to be. Go check out spiderroofrack.com and see what they have to offer for your Subaru. You can do like me and use it to keep your spare tire up there, or you can put up some storage boxes for camping gear or for recovery gear, whatever it is that you may need. It's also a great place to mount additional lights, like some side lights, chase lights, or a light bar in the front. You can use the code SUBIANU, all spelled out, to get 10% off of your Spider No-Drill Roof Rack. Thank you so much for sponsoring the SUBIANU podcast. And now, back to the show. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just one of those things, too. It's It looks cool. It's a nice addition, but it's also functional. You know, it's oh, yeah. not like you're just adding it to because of the looks. Mm-hmm. It is It is a good addition. Um so if you had to get rid of all of your mods except for one, which one would you keep? The wheels and tires, definitely. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just I the, the wheels and tires have a story to them too. Um So what is I that? Was, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I decided this was for my Yeah, this was last year. So for my 21st birthday, a buddy of mine decided that we were going to go off-road and buy the house here. Um, cause I, I have kind of like a little, a little spot that I love to go to. It's just a couple trails in like a recreation area here. Um, out at that's nice. Yeah. But it, it's nice to get away for a little bit, just kind of park around the lake and drive around a little bit, kick up a little bit of dust, but not do anything crazy. Um, but the, the kicker was this was right after the East coast had that really, really big snow last year. Yeah. So this was like eight inches and there's no winter maintenance back there. So I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like, Oh, no problem. I mean, I have Michelin defenders on, you know, I'm well, like, oh, all I got wheel all drive. Wheel, yeah. All wheel drive, limited slip. I got this. So we, we actually made it pretty far. We were going up and down mountains. Well, not mountains, but hills, you know, and yeah. stuff. We're going up and down dirt and ice and eight inches and everything. No problem. And we're on our way out. And I look up and I go, oh, there's one trail up there. I'm like, let's try that. So oh, no. hook the left and start going up. 
and it's a dead end. So I stop and I go to back up to start turning around. And that, then I slide down into this little ditch on the side of the trail and it just starts spinning. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're digging, digging, digging. That was before I had traction boards. I mean, I didn't really prepare for this or anything. I mean, I guess that's lesson learned to prepare every time you go out, no matter how easy you think it's going to be. But, uh, and my dad ended up pulling us out. And after that, I said, okay, traction boards, the all-terrain tires, we're doing everything. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. So I shouldn't get stuck anymore. So. Yeah. I mean, they, they're very surprising. Even, yeah, you just, you see and hear stories of people getting into situations that you're like, there's no way you're going to make it through. And then they make it through. You yeah. Know, it's, it's just crazy. Um, <clears throat> but what would you say, and this, I may already know the answer now, but what would you say has been your use, your most useful mod? Yeah, I would uh, probably the wheels and tires. I mean, they, they've saved my butt this year. I, I went up in the same spot where I got stuck with the new setup with the tires and everything. And it was only like five inches this time, you know, got to, you know, tone yeah. it down a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but plowed right through. I mean, didn't even stop, didn't even flinch. Um, so yeah, that definitely, and also really useful. I was surprised was the, the suspension setup too. I mean, those, I mean, I gotta, I gotta give these companies credit that are working and testing all this suspension parts and everything. I mean, primitive with the lift, they did a great job with it. It's, it's solid. And then rally tech, I went with rally tech for the Springs because, um, Rally Tech has a has an old Forester that they test all their stuff on, and they were kind of helping me out with fitment and stuff like that. Nice. So I, yeah, so I went with uh, Rally Tech and the the KYB struts for the for the struts, and I mean that that setup. I mean on the road, the it feels like you're driving a Cadillac, and then off the road, it's it's a breeze. It makes it so easy. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, especially when you have the best of both worlds like that on highway mm-hmm. and off road. That's really cool. That's why I like the Yokohamas too, because I mean, I, I've always kind of called the Yokohamas almost like a compromise tire, where it's it, it really is the best. I mean, the best of both worlds. It's really really quiet on the highway. I've done tons of road trips with them and don't have any problems with them. And then when I get off the beaten path, they're ready to rock. Yeah. So you said that you bought your Forester with one hundred and forty thousand miles on it back in two thousand seventeen. So it's been roughly five years. So how many miles do you have on it now? We're coming up on 200. Okay. We're, we're, we're just about to hit 190. Yeah. And with the road trips and stuff, we might be getting close to 200 by, by the time we hit six years. That'll be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Hit that 200,000 <laughs> yeah, 200, mile mark. Yeah, there you go. It, it's a weird feeling having a car that's almost the same age as you, too, because you, you almost think, wow, we grew up at the same time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so like when you were starting to do your mods and stuff, were there other Forrester accounts or just other accounts in general that you were following that influenced your build? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, especially first starting out, you, you see the, the guys that have been established for a while and the, the guys that have had the opportunity to go out and test stuff, had the opportunity to try stuff. They have that experience for years and stuff like that. And I mean, you just, you start coming out. Um, when I, when I started the Instagram, start following some guys 
And I mean, once you, once you start seeing what's out there, you almost, you almost realize, wow, the, the sky's the limit for this. I mean, every build's unique, every build's tailored to the, the driver and what the driver's looking for. I mean, guys that were, that were huge for me when I started, I mean, Austin with Subi Ray Ray that you had yeah. on a little while ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. Me and him have gotten to be really good friends. He's one of the ones that if I ever get out on the West coast, Austin, we're going. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. But yeah, definitely Austin, uh, Conrad out in Illinois with, uh, at slow wagon. He was, he was a really good one. We hit it off because our foresters that his is a first gen and mine's a second gen, but they were the same color. Okay. So cool. we hit it off cause we were kind of like the gold Zuby squad. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he wrapped his, so his is blue now. Okay. But, uh, yeah. but we, we hit it off pretty good. Um, I mean, huge, huge shout out, um, especially guy that's been a huge inspiration to me, both with the Forester, with the off-roading and also in life, uh, Mark Midget from, uh, from Mountain Rue, Mid-Atlantic and Mountain Rue, uh, Mountain Rue, Virginia, okay. uh, at, nice. at Mark on trail on Instagram. I mean that he, I mean, his story is absolutely incredible. Um, the, the stuff that he's been through both in life and off-roading and everything. We hit it off too, cause we're both gold foresters. His is a turbo mine's an excess premium. So we, we hit it off pretty good, uh, down at, uh, down at Shenandoah, uh, last year was the first time I met him. Yeah. You've got your, your, uh, Forester crew there. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you go out to the West coast, you might get closer to that 200,000 a little bit quicker. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the, on the bucket list is, uh, definitely I, at some point I want to get out to like Yellowstone, Yosemite, uh, couple cu- me and a couple of guys from Mountain Rue, we've been looking at Moab, uh, for the last couple of years. So that, yeah. that might be something pretty soon. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I hear people talking about that and I see people posting about it and that seems like an epic trip. Oh, definitely. I mean, uh, one of a couple of the guys went out uh, a couple of years ago and they, they've been busting on me ever since. Cause I didn't have the, the PTO at the time to, to go on the trip with them. So they've been busting on me. They said, next time we're going, we're dragging you with us. <laughs> yeah. And that's, what's so hard. It's like, you want to be able to get out and do more stuff, but it's like, I can only take so much time off work. <laughs> you <Yeah. know? laughs> that's why like when I was, when I decided that this year, if I were to go out to one event, I would go out to, uh, or go up to Flatfest. Because last year, John had wanted me to come up there. And so I just planned for it this year and I went and, you know, I was able to take the time off. So that was good. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I mean, especially when you have an opportunity to do something like that. I mean, it it just makes it so much more special. Yeah. And especially when you can take your own car and, you know, just be around so many other enthusiasts and people that you've connected with on Instagram. It's just, it's so cool. Well, it's so cool too, how like, it's not just Forrester people stick together, cross track people stick together. It's Subi stick with Subis. It's a Subi thing. I mean, there's, there's so many other people that I've met. I mean, so many people that have uh, influenced and I've had the chance to learn from, I mean, there's geez. I mean, Josh uh, Wraith Trek, who I, I know is huge friends with both you and me. I mean, we, we yeah. got to meet up in Watkins Glen last year. So that was really cool. Uh, Mike with Squatch Trek. I, I remember totally geeking out at my first Mount Rumi, 
because I got to line up in line to pull out of the parking lot behind Squatch Trek. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, like this is one of like my favorite builds and it's right in front of me. Like here I am in this almost stock Forester at the time and Squatch Trek's in front of me. <laughs> yeah, and it's so cool how everybody is just like, whether you're stock or not, everybody's just like, come on, let's go. You know, yeah. and you're, you feel, they make you feel included and welcome whether you have mods or not. And then, but to be able to like roll out with people and be in that Subi convoy, man, that's so cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and like you were saying, I mean, so welcoming. I mean, there's, gosh, even at that first Mountain Room meet, I mean, I met uh, Rob Morrow, who's one of the uh, one of the officers for Tri-State and uh, Rob Bidding uh, with, his, with his Baja at the time and just just so many people from from both the community and Mountain Rue. I mean, they just they they took me in and it's it's like having a second family. It's it's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that you had had some damage to Gump a while back uh, and you had to have it repaired. So we pretty bummed about that when it happened. And I know we had talked about it before and I remember seeing the post and everything, but I don't remember exactly what happened because it was kind of a while ago. So go over that. Yeah, that was that was painful. I was uh they they say most accidents happen within like five, ten minutes of the house. And yeah, sure that's, enough, that's what this was. That's so true. Yeah, I was I was on my way home from class and I was maybe four or five blocks from the house and I was going down this street and there's a bunch of cars parked along the street and this car pulls up on the side street so from the right. So I'm coming this way and she pulls up to the stop sign and she looks to the right, doesn't see anything. She looks to the left, can't see me coming. Because and, of the cars lined up. Yeah. And yeah. pulls right out in front of me and just cuts right across the nose. Oh, man. My my left front on the bumper. I always say everybody says, that, especially Austin about the about the the metal the metal tube bumper but that day i was happy to have my 04 safety bumper <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that thing held up good i hit right in front of her driver door it was it was almost on an angle yeah where my front bumper the front left corner of my bumper went in at an angle at her driver tire Okay. And bent broke the broke her suspension, popped the tire, broke her hubcap. Wow. And and I I get out. What were you doing like 80 or something? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I I was literally rolling from a stop. I like there's there's a light right before this. So I'm I'm literally just I like the light had just turned green and I start pulling through. I was doing maybe 20. Yeah. Maybe 2025. Yeah. And uh yeah, just nailed her. And I, I get out and she goes, she goes, Oh, I didn't see you. And I said, Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, I hate those spots too when they have cars lined up along you know the street like that, or you are trying to pull out of some place and there's like a bunch of bushes that you can't see the road and the road curves. It's like, why would you put all this stuff here? to obscure the view of somebody that's trying to pull out because I mean, it is hard when you're in a situation like that. It's like, do I go or do I not go? I can't see. So what do I do? Do I just sit here all day or do I take a chance? And unfortunately she took a chance and you hit her. 
Yeah. And I, I actually felt a little bit bad too, because she wasn't even from the area. She was actually up looking at apartments and like had no idea about oh. the area or like that intersection or anything like that. So yeah, after, after that, I was like, Oh, you know, okay. You know, but it was, it was a bummer. Um, I, I will say though, like I said, Subies hold up, Subies hold their own. Uh, we, we were, we were kind of stuck together in the middle of the intersection and I didn't want to like back up and start pulling her with me or anything. So yeah. we just kind of left them hooked together until the cops showed up and the cops said, well, why don't you go ahead and see, see if you can get off or see if you can back up. So I said, okay. So I back up and we pull Gump off onto the, onto the side street and all the cops are walking around the front of the car. And I'm like, what the heck? So I, so I get out and, and I said, what's up guys. And the, and one of the cops says to me, he says, they weren't kidding about those safety ratings. Yeah. Nice. Like, yeah, I'll pretty much everything with Gump was cosmetic. Her car had to be towed. Yeah. Um, and Gump was pretty much cosmetic. I, I needed a new bumper, the, the new bumper foam underneath. Cause it ripped her, her tire and suspension. It ripped through the bumper and caught the, uh, the foam behind the bumper. Yeah. So it kind of like ripped out a piece of the foam and but had ripped through the bumper. Um, so needed a new bumper. Um, I got a new headlight too. So that was, that was good. Um, got a new headlight, new headlight trim, the little trim piece around the headlight on the old foresters. And then I said, well, if her, I, I said to the body shop, cause the, the body shop up here, Napleton collision, man, those, those guys take care of me. They did a great job. Uh, car, car looks brand new. Um, I said to them, I said, well, if she's paying for the headlight on that side, I'll pay for the headlight on the other side, put the other headlight on. Too. Oh yeah. There you go. Get them, get, get both of them done at the same time. Yeah. He, he yeah. Gump had a little bit of cataracts. He was, he was a little cloudy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I, I didn't want one brand new headlight and one old headlight. Yeah. So it'd I, be imbalanced. Can't do yeah, that. Very. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but it it was nice because I, I had had a, I had a couple cracks in the bottom of the bumper from before I had the lift scraping stuff and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah. So it was, it, <laughs> was, it was nice not having to pay to fix that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so yeah, make lemons with lemon or lemonade with lemons, I guess. Yeah. So not counting getting into accidents and stuff on the street, but what have, what have been some of your pl- favorite places to go explore? Definitely Watkins Glen up in New York, uh, Mountain Rue. We did a tri-state. We did a, a meet up there last year. That was an absolute blast. Watkins Glen, the Finger Lakes is one of my favorite spots on the planet. Uh, my family growing up, we had an RV and we used to take the RV camping up there and stuff like that. So that's always been a, a special place to me. So to get to, to get the off-road up there and see the lakes and all that stuff. That was a lot of fun. And it was, it was a lot of, there was a lot of different climate too. I mean, especially, uh, Rob and those guys, they can, Ben and Josh and those guys, they can attest to this. Um, it got cold up there at night. (laughs) It was, it was balmy during the day. It was like 70 degrees during the day. And then it's like 20 degrees at night. Man, that's a huge temperature drop. Yeah. Well, it didn't help too, that where we were camping, it was a group campsite that was up on one of the mountains overlooking the, the, the lakes. So, I mean, you, you instantly start getting up there in elevation and it's, it starts yeah. dropping. 
Yeah. All the guys were busting on me. Cause I, I pull into camp with the tent, with the roof tent and the tent heater and everything. And all, <laughs> the, all the guys are going, Oh, here comes Nick with his bougie setup. You know, oh, there he goes. Very first night. I'm not even making this up. And Mike Hurdle, I am sorry to tell this story, but it's hilarious. <laughs> so Let's hear it. Mike, yeah, Mike, one of my, one of my forester buddies, uh, he has this ground tent and he set, he set the ground tent up at the bottom of a slope. And I guess it had rained at some point or something. And the rain starts coming through the tent. Oh no. So Mike ends up sleeping in the car. A bunch of the other guys that were busting on me about having all the amenities and everything. I get up the very next morning and I, I pop out of the tent all bright eyed, bushy tails and everything. And I go, oh, hey, good morning, guys. And everybody's huddled around, shivering their butts off. And one of the guys goes, how many people can you fit in that tent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what's this? Uh, what is the heater that you have? I, I found, um, so, uh, Mr. Heater makes, uh, it's called a little buddy mm -hmm. and it's, it's one of these, these heaters that you screw it onto, uh, those, the, the little one pound, uh, propane bottles. Yeah. The, the little green ones, you screw it onto that and you light it and it runs off of the propane. It, it's it's nice. But the only thing you have to watch with is like the fumes and stuff like that. Like I don't run it all night. Yeah. Um, I only run it a little bit. Like if I need to get out of the sleeping bag or like I'm getting dressed or something, um, you know, crack, crack the windows when you have it lit and all that stuff, but it works good. I mean, it, it, it heated it up. I, it felt like it was 70 degrees in that tent. It was nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't have to worry about, uh, anything sliding down or any rain coming in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. The, the nice. Yeah. Well, the nice thing too, with the, uh, the way that uh, Thule and Tepui, uh set up the tents is all of the, the windows have awnings on them that are sloped. So it's nice because you can have it cracked like halfway three quarters and get the, the breeze blowing up underneath. But you don't have to worry about like the rain or uh, crazy wind or any of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it would be, yeah, like I said, it would be nice to have one. I just don't, I mean, I, I have a gazelle tent. I've used it one time. <laughs> just, <laughs> I just, I'm always so busy doing other stuff on the weekends. And, you know, I don't get a chance to get out much and uh, go camping. So I used to go camping often when my son was in Cub Scouts. And that was like, you know, really the only thing we had going on. And so we did that a lot. But ever since he got out of Cub Scouts, I haven't really done it much. Yeah. The, the biggest thing I always tell everybody with the tents is there there is pretty big sticker shock associated with them. Oh, I yeah. mean, it, it is, it is a big purchase. I mean, I, mine was 1300, I think from REI. Yeah. Um, but, uh, well, the nice thing too, if you get the tent at REI and you're a member, you get the, yep. you get the, the member reward. So that was nice. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I got it from REI and there, there is that big shock of the initial purchase but after that the the convenience and the the other cool thing too is campsites still count that as a tent like they don't count it as a van or an rv or anything like that yeah so at good. campsites yeah you still get the the tent price 
So, I mean, you could go into a campsite and pay maybe like 15, 20 bucks for the night where other people are spending like 80, 90 bucks for the RV spots and stuff like that. So the, the convenience and the, the, the cost savings there. And the other thing too, is it makes it so that every trip for me doesn't have to be a day trip. Yeah. Um, like that, that was the big problem I ran into before was mountain Rue would, would go, you know, say like do a trip up to like the finger lakes or stuff like that. And I'd be like, Oh, can I do a five hour drive and then go back home? You know, stuff like that. But I don't have to do that now. Yeah. That's definitely a big convenience factor for that. Yeah. It, it makes it a lot easier. And it, it, I, I joke with everybody that that tent is the, the more stuff I add to that tent, the more it starts to feel like an apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can just live out of your car. Yeah. No really? <laughs> um, we, so you, so Boxer Fest is coming up. This is going to come out right after Boxer Fest. Cause I'm putting this out on Monday. Boxer yep. Fest is Sunday, but um, you went to Wicked Big Meat, right? Yeah, I did. And First did you, time. Did you put Gump in, in the show? No, I didn't for that one. Um, I, I've been I've been thinking about putting Gump in one of the shows. I think I would put him in the show at Boxerfest first. Um, I, okay. I think it'd be pretty special for his, his first Subi show to be the one that's local. Yeah. Um, so I'd probably do that one before I do the show at Wicked Big Meat. But who knows? We might get there one day. Yeah. So what was your experience like at Wicked Big Meat? Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. Um, it actually worked out really good because I had to be up in Connecticut for work that Monday and they had a hotel set up for me in Connecticut and everything. So I, go. I got to drive up to wicked big meet on Sunday and then just go right to the hotel. That was, that was really nice. But I, I finally had the chance to go. I've been wanting to go to wicked big meet ever since I got in the Subaru community and it was an absolute blast. I mean, I had so much fun, the off-road zone with all the mountain route people and the cars and the, the seminars and stuff like that. And then Travis with the air slayer. And, yeah. I bet that was awesome. Oh my man. Is that thing? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. You could hear we, so the, the, the overland zone at wicked big meat was right off the front stretch of the actual racetrack up at Stafford. Okay. Um, so you could always tell when Travis was coming out on track because we'd be sitting at the mountain Rue booth and you could hear the thing fire up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that thing is just, it's insane. That thing is wild. I mean, that, that's what happens when you, you give engineers and mechanics the green light to go all out and do what they want. You get awesome stuff like that. Yeah, and I can only imagine what it must be like to drive that thing. I mean, you have oh to have gosh. the ability to drive something <laughs> that crazy and powerful, but it's just got to be a thrill to drive. I I would not trust myself with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, so is there, do you have any, because I know we talked about like where you want to go. You want to go out west and Moab and some other places, but do you have like an ultimate bucket list place that you'd like to go? Yeah, there's there's a couple a couple spots really. Um, I I want to take Gump on Tail of the Dragon at some point. Yeah, that would be that, nice. That road is awesome. So I want to I want to at least see that at some point. Um, and then, like I said, uh, Yellowstone, Yosemite, uh, Moab, Pacific Coast Highway would oh. be awesome. Have you ever Just been out to, there? 
No. It's so I went out there a long time ago for work, and it was funny because we were riding in a 15 passenger van, and the guy <laughs> that was driving didn't want to stop anywhere, and and it was kind of a crappy trip. But I thought that like I mean I'm so used to a road going by the ocean here where I'm at, you know, and it's kind of low down. There are some spots there that is really, really high up from the ocean. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. And so <laughs> you weren't we're, ready. <laughs> no, we're driving along and I'm like, oh man, this is just amazing. And we because we were we were in Los Angeles and we went um west and a little bit north. And I don't remember where we hit the Pacific Coast Highway, but we ended up going all the way up to San Jose and it was man, it was so nice. And we stopped at yeah. Big Sur. Big Sur was really cool. Oh yeah, I've heard that's a good spot. Yeah, so that was that was it was nice for the views, but it it was not nice company or anything. Not, it was not, a, work a, not trip. a good driving experience. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> well, I, I get jealous because I, I follow the gears and gasoline guys and I saw that they did the, the trip up the Pacific coast a, a year or two ago. And I was like, man, I got to get up there. I mean, just just ripping up and down that. I mean, you could you could spend a couple of days just going up and down that. Oh, yeah. It's, it, it's almost like one of those things where like. What whatever you see out the windshield is amazing, and then you come around the next corner and there's something even more amazing, and that's yeah. just every corner. Yeah, yeah, it was like that. It was really nice. Um, what is so? What has surprised you most about your Forester's capabilities? Really, how much the car is willing to say yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the 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 stuff that that Gump will take on is i mean you, you look and you think oh this little forester you know that's that's cool you know but then he, he gets out on the trails and man he rips i mean there's there's even been some spots where where i look at it and i'm like wow we actually pulled that off <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a, and besides the time that you were in the eight inches of snow and you got stuck <laughs> have you gotten stuck any other times nope not once that's good yeah and I'm I'm guessing you've driven through snow, mud, sand, trails. Yeah, pretty much pretty much everything. I mean, yeah, we did a we were at a this was actually kind of fitting. Um maybe like 20 minutes to a half hour from where I bought Gump. Um a couple of years ago somebody bought up a bunch of the mine land uh out in out in Pennsylvania and turned it into an off-road park. What? And yeah. Jeez, that's awesome. <laughs> and, yeah, in Mountain Rio, we did a meet there um, just for like testing stuff out and trying stuff because there's, you know, all the trails are rated and everything. So you can try different things and practice and stuff like that. Yeah. And there was there was this one spot where you're sitting at the top of one hill and you go down and it's really, really it's a really sharp, deep cut to go up the next hill. And, and then it's, it's this climb. Like once you hit the apex, you get of that, the bottom of that hill, you got to gun it to, to make it up because there's an even taller hill. And then there's a little ledge, like a little drop off. And then you go up the next hill. So it's almost like two hills stacked on top of each other. Wow. And I pull up to this and we got all the spotters out and everything. Everybody's got their radios and everything. And Hope, one of the one of the mountain rue officers at the time, 
uh, she walks up to me and she goes, you sure? Cause there's, <laughs> this, this was before I was lifted. This was actually the first time I was trying out the all-terrain tires and the methods. Um, so this was before the lift. This was, this was going back a ways. And like, there's this, this road that goes around it. So like, if you didn't want to do the obstacle, you could go around it and go up to where everybody else was. It was just like a regular road up the hill. Okay. And she looks at me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she looks at me and she goes, she goes, are you sure? Nick? I said, yeah, let's give it a shot. She goes, okay. So they said, all right, you want to, you want to watch going down the first one, but once you hit the bottom, you got to gun it. And I was like, okay. So I start going down and I get to the bottom and I hit the gas and I hear, and I'm, I'm going up the hill and I have the windows down and I hear a couple people up on the hill going, Ooh, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and I'm like, well, nothing's rattling. So we might as well at least get to the top. So I'm going up and I have this awesome picture that, uh, one of the people up at the top of the hill took of gum coming up the hill. And I'm in the driver's seat. I'm smiling ear to ear. You can see me through the windshield, smiling ear to ear. And of course, Gump's got that trademark little smile on the bumper. And I swear that yeah. smile was the biggest I've ever seen it. And we're, we're coming up and we get up to the top. And one of the guys goes, Nick, you scraped. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I get out and look. And you remember I was telling you about the little cracks on the bottom of the bumper yeah. that I didn't have to fix. Yeah. That's where those cracks came from. <laughs> <laughs> I caught the bottom of the bumper when I got to the bottom of the hill. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But I, he took it. We, we kept on going. I mean, it was just a little tiny crack on the very, very bottom of the bumper. Couldn't even see it from the front. So. Yeah. The last time I went to go wash my car, which isn't very often, sorry, uh, Yvette. <laughs> Um, but I was going to wash like the underneath part of the bumper and I'm like, man, this thing is like not smooth anymore. <laughs> it's like all scuffed up. It's but, like the surface of the moon. Yeah. But I mean, it's like, you know, it's, if you have stuff that goes wrong with your car or something, it's dinged or banged up or this or that. It's like, if you're the one that's doing it, then that's okay. Well, yeah. I always say Cars was one of my favorite movies growing up, and I always loved the line from Mater when people used to ask him if he was going to get his dents fixed. He said, nope, I came I came across these with my best friend. I'm keeping them. Those are special. Yeah. Yeah. Add character. It, yeah, it <laughs> definitely does. Um, so when you, like, the first time that you went out and hit some trails, were you, like, a little nervous and, you know, like, intimidated and kind of scared? little bit. I mean, especially because the, the first one was that that one out at the gap. And I mean, especially you pull up in the stock Forester at the time. And, you know, there's like I said, there's Squatch Trek and, and so many of the others that are fully built and ready to take on, like, you know, the surface of the moon, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and there I am. And I'm, I'm sitting in line in the middle of all these cars. And, you know, people, you know, people kind of, kind of look at the time, like, you know, I was new to the community. So a lot of people didn't know me. The officers knew me because I had talked to them about like what it was about and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm talking to the officers and stuff and I had hit up a couple of people ahead of time that I knew were going. So I had talked with them and stuff like that, but to, to say I was nervous and trying to, to cross my T's and dot my I's the whole time and, Basically, I, I'm sitting in the driver's seat going, Nick, learning experience, just don't screw this up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't break anything. Don't, don't mess anybody else up. Just keep it clean. If, if we keep it clean, we'll have a good day. Yeah. And I mean, 
from that to now it's oh my gosh i mean the the difference a couple of years makes yeah cuz that's what I was my next question is how has that changed over the years oh my gosh it's i mean the the confidence level especially i mean thanks to the mods and i i even now with having more time with gump i mean that was that was only a couple of years i had had gump at that point that was maybe 2 or 3 years i had had gump i mean we're coming up on 6 years and tens of thousands of miles later and with yeah. all the mods. I mean, now it's, I'm so happy. I'm part of the, part of the event coordinating team for, for tri-state now. Oh, that's so, cool. Congrats. Go out on the, on the scouting runs and everything. Thank you. Um, yeah. So go out, go out on the scouting runs and people, it, it's a weird feeling having people look up to you now. Yeah. And asking, yeah. asking you questions about your build, you know, you were, you were the little wide eyed kid going, Oh, wow. How do I do this? And what do you think of this? And all that stuff. And now I get people walking up to gump going, Oh, wow. Those, what, what are those wheels? Oh man, that, that suspension, how'd that work? You know, or, Oh, how do you, how do you think I should take this obstacle? I mean, I'm one of the, one of the spotters on the trails now and everything. And it's man, it, it feels like it came full circle. Yeah, and it's cool when you have that role reversal, too, of you being able to share your knowledge with others that are just getting started out and, like, getting excited when they ask you a question. They're like, hey, how do I do this? And you're like, I know the answer. I can tell you exactly how to do it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's fun. Um, if So if there, if you had an opportunity to meet up with three people in the community whom you have not met in person yet like to hang out with or go hit some trails, who would they be? Definitely Austin. Austin, I'm coming for you. We're, we're getting up there at some <laughs> point. I promise. <laughs> um, let's see. Probably uh, Mark and Vanessa uh, at the Rooted Progress. Yeah. They've got a really awesome. nice LL Bean Outback. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They've, they, they've been, me, me and them have been talking for forever. I mean, since I first had Gump and first started the channel and everything. Um, because the, we, we kind of hit it off because their, their car is, their Outback is the same color scheme as my mom's O2 Outback was. It was the, the white oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we hit it off with that and having the old Subies and everything, but they, they've been awesome. I've been watching their YouTube forever now. Um, so definitely them. And one that we're, we're going to, we're going to bridge manufacturers a little bit. Um, th this one's a Jeep. Um, <laughs> nope, that doesn't count. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I've always been curious about, uh, a guy named Drew Sims, um, and his, uh, his Jeep. Uh, he, he was originally down in Florida. And then I know for a couple of years he was, he was living out of the Jeep, like a full overland build. Wow. He was a, he, yeah, he was a he was a photographer and a videographer uh, for a while. I, I think he I think he bought a house out in either Colorado or uh, Wyoming or one of the places out there now uh, that he's staying. But his build especially has done a lot for me in terms of like the overlanding part of the setup, like what I need yeah. to be self sustainable if I'm taking a big trip or something like that. Um, so it's it's really cool to see even what people from other manufacturers think of too, because a lot of the stuff especially when it comes to the overlanding part is universal. Yeah. I mean, like stuff like suspension and stuff like that isn't really skid plates and stuff like that isn't really, but, uh, but like stuff that goes with the tent and like camping stuff and stuff like that, that, that stuff 
there's some really oh, yeah. good inspiration out there. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, what has been your biggest lesson learned since you've owned your Forester? Hmm. I I think the I think the biggest thing for me would be like like I said earlier, every 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 build is different, but the beauty in that is that there's a place for everybody in the in the community. I mean the the Subi community. I I wasn't the jock growing up or anything like that, um, or I I wasn't the the big sports guy or anything like that. I me I neither. did my bowling. <laughs> I uh, I did my bowling and I I did a couple other things here and there. And other than that, I loved racing and loved motorsports and all that. And the the Subi fam has given me a chance to to really put that out there and really create that as a as a part of my life. Yeah. So I, I think that's I think that's the beauty of it is that there's there's really something for everybody out there and you don't have to feel like you're competing with anybody. Yeah. Like every everybody's on the on the same road, on the same trail. You know, you every everybody's there to help each other, everybody's rooting for each other, whether it's a uh, an STI that's cambered and stanced or a, a two foot tall forester, you know, every, everybody's rooting for each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's so cool how everybody can come together and, and share their knowledge and just be together in the love of Subarus. That's Subi like, fam runs deep. Yeah. Love makes a Subaru a Subaru. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> um, do you have any other, like you have any hobbies outside of, you know, being a, a Subaru enthusiast and going off road and, and everything. Well, I guess uh, earlier the, uh, the the malls and the the retail and stuff like that, especially with me being a finance major. Yeah, um, I actually did my senior project in college on uh, dead malls and stuff like that. So that was oh, that was pretty nice. cool. Yeah, I got to use all the all the pictures and all that stuff. So that was that was a lot of fun. And then uh, then bowling. Bowling was the the one sport growing up I was good at. <laughs> Bowling's good. I haven't been bowling in a while, but it's always fun. Yeah, I have a lot of fun with that. I'm not but, good uh, at it, but it's fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's the the beauty of it too is everybody always uh, they get nervous when I want to go bowling with them because they're like, oh, Nick's gonna be all competitive. Oh, he's gonna be all serious. <laughs> and I say, no, I can I can turn the the tournament side off and fun Nick is there. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm still going to beat you, but fun Nick is there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> still got the practice, but we'll have a good time with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you, do you have like some favorite spots to go take photos? Definitely here. The, the close one, Moon Lake. Uh, that, I mean, absolutely awesome spot. Like I said, it's really simple. There's, there's really maybe only like five, six trails, but it's all trails around this lake. And there's, there's campsites out there. I might even go out there camping at some point. Cause it's only like 20 minutes from the house. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> I know. Right. And the, the road going up to this, it reminds me again, this is from watching cars growing up. It reminds me of the, the scene of uh, lightning and Sally when they're going up through the Canyon and everything, and they're shooting the mud at each other and everything. It, it almost is like almost a carbon copy of that road. Wow. going up to this place. So like it, it cuts through, it's this little two lane road that just snakes its way down the, down the mountain into the valley. 
and this this creek runs alongside it and you can pull off and fish in the creek and stuff like that that's just one of my absolute favorite spots like even if i just need to get away for like 20 minutes on lunch or something that i'll go running up there yeah see it's so nice to have something like that so close by because you know they say so many times like if you just to get out in nature period whether you're having a good day or a bad day or whatever but it's just good to be out in nature to have yeah. something like that so close by it's that's like you're very fortunate to have that and i mean yeah that's really cool yeah that's i i love 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 being in pa i mean the 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 variety of stuff that's here i mean like right now like so i'm in the wyoming valley and then there's mountains on all sides that you can go up and drive through and snake through and all that stuff. And then if you want to yeah. go out into the cornfields, you can go like an hour west and go out in the cornfields. If you want to go see the Amish, they're two hours south. <laughs> that sounds horrible, man. <laughs> hey, Gettysburg is quite the treat. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I know. I need to make it up, up there sometime. That'd be fun. Yeah, there's, and uh, hey. We'd love to have you. I know there's so many places I want to go visit. I mean, especially I mean, I've I've traveled a lot for work for my full time job, and I've seen a lot of different parts of the country. But we don't usually get a chance to like hang out and go do stuff. But like connecting with so many people in so many different parts of the country, and basically knowing so many people all over the place, it's like I could I feel like I could go anywhere. But but that's just, that's the case for most of us as we connect with people all over you know, the place. And then it's like in other countries and you could just pretty much go anywhere in the world. It seems like, and meet up with somebody. Run into somebody that, you know, yeah, definitely. Um, so how has owning your forester changed your life? Oh my gosh. I mean, like, like I said, I was, I, I was big on motorsports and racing growing up. I'm a NASCAR fan, rally fan. And, you know, you, you hear from the, from the kids in school, you know, oh, that's all they do is make left turns and, you know, <laughs> oh, you know, follow football or baseball. That's a real sport and all that stuff. You know, you, you hear that growing up, but, uh, finding, finding the, the community and number, number one, having the opportunity to bond with, with my family and my, my dad with cars. I mean, like I said, my dad's a gearhead. He's always been a gearhead. So being, being able to share that with him and being able to, to have so many opportunities to put that, that passion to, to use and showcase it. It's, it's, it's an experience that I, I wouldn't trade. I mean, I, I really having, having Gump and soon to be having spot. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, we're putting we're putting in the financing for the for the second car. For the for the second one, Gump is staying and Spot'll Spot'll be there too. But yeah. uh be, being able to to be a part of such such a community that is like-minded in the passion for Subaru but is so different from person to person. Yeah. It it kind of it almost validates that those passions that I had growing up are worth it. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, and then, and then you get people that understand that too. You can start talking about your passions growing up, and they're like, "Oh, 
cool, tell me more, you know, and they're yeah. not, they're not going to be like, oh, you didn't play football or baseball, you know, it's like, <laughs> no, I was into motorsports, so cool, so was I. Yeah, well, especially with Subaru having the, the motorsports side, too, I was, I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is, this is everything rolled into one brand. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. I mean, and like, you know, it's, it's for me... It's, it feels so weird sometimes because there's all these people that have been like motorsports fans for a long time. And then there's people that have followed Subaru motorsports for a long time. And they know like all the drivers that have been driving for Subaru for so long. And then here I come along. I don't know anything about it at all. <laughs> and then, you know, I get like Bucky on here and Rihanna and Jill Cimino and and Lance Smith and I didn't know about any of that stuff before I started, before I bought my car and before I started the podcast. So it feels kind of weird for me sometimes not growing up in that community or not knowing that community. Well, the nice thing with it too is it, the, the community makes it so easy to jump in. Yeah. Like, like that's why I always joke with people that I would never be able to get into Marvel movies or anything like that, because I feel like you have to watch 500 movies and read 10,000 comic books to understand any of it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never read any of the comics, but I love the movies. <laughs> but I, I feel like with the, with the super community, you can just jump in and go for it. Yeah. Like you, you can, you can pretty much pick up and you, you feel like you've been a fan since day one. Yeah, there's definitely a lot to know and a lot to learn because like watching the videos from the different SubiFest events and people talking about just the different engine types and the different styles and the, you know, just like there's so many variations of Subarus and engine types and just all this stuff. And I'm like, it's like way over my head. I don't know a lot of that. And so there's so yep, much I'm more to learn. <laughs> but I mean, it's cool, you know, I mean, it's like for for people to like be able to walk by 20 different cars that are all different models and years and styles and be like, this is that, this is that, this is that, this is that. And I'm like, man, it's like, how do you know this? Yeah. Well, even even in the same family, I mean, with with me and my dad, I mean, yeah, my mom has her outback, but we actually found my dad a couple of years ago. A 2004 gold Forster XT. Nice. So it's it's the exact same body style, exact same color, same year. Only difference was the engine and the mileage. Yeah. But it's so cool because so with me and Gump, I did an off-road build. And then with my dad with his Forester, he did more of a street build. Yeah. So like the the same year car, same color and everything in two totally different styles. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 so cool and it's it's cool to see how people will go and build them completely differently too. You know, it's just walking around like Boxer Fest and seeing all these crazy builds and you can have the same car too that's like basically the same year, the same model, the same style and everything, but then they might have a completely different, you know, color scheme. You know, they've doing some crazy rap or something. And uh, so, I don't know. I just, sometimes I feel like, like, I don't know what I'm talking about because there's so <laughs> much to learn and so much to know. Uh, I know about my cross trick, so that's good enough. There you go. <laughs> and I know how to produce a podcast. So hey, I you're guess sure good at it. Thank you. Thank you. I guess there's that. Um, <laughs> so have you ever thought about 
because this is kind of a deep question, and this is one I've started asking recently, but have you ever thought about like where you would be or what you would be doing if you hadn't bought a Subaru? Oof. That's that's a tough one because I've I've honestly never imagined my life without Subaru. I mean, I I even I even worked for a for a dealership for a for a year and a half, and nice. mom even works for a dealership now, the, the same dealership. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, I've I've honestly never imagined my life without Subaru. I mean, I've I've known Subaru for so long, and Subaru has been a part of me for so long that. As soon as, as soon as the time came for me to get that first car, I said, all right, Subaru, we just got to figure out a model. <laughs> yeah. And for somebody like you growing up with Subarus, it's, that's a hard question to answer because like for me, only having had my car for like a year and a half or no, it's no, it'll be uh, two years next month, but there you go. Um, but not having had my car for very long, it's, it's easier for me to answer that question. And, but I don't want the answer. Ever. Ah. <laughs> because I, again, I like now I can't imagine my life without the Subaru. I can't imagine my life without this community and without this podcast and without all the people that I get to connect with and share stories and, you know, and being able to put something out there for everybody to listen to and get these brands on too that people buy but didn't really know much about before. You know, I get yeah. to I get to share that with everybody, and I really like that. I am so glad you finally got Hope Orsini on there. Yeah, I know it took a I, while. <laughs> I have loved Hope's work for so long. I have it on the Forester. I have it. Uh, I'm going to be putting it on Spot. I, I already ordered the overlays for Spot and everything. We we've got them on Dad's Forester. I mean, her work is just awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it was cool having her on. That was fun. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess I already know the answer to my last question, too, but <laughs> do you think you will always own a Subaru? Yep, pretty much. Yeah. I'm I'm Subi through and through. I mean, I, what what models they'll be remain to be seen. I Even with the second one, I was going back and forth. There, there was a part of me that wanted an Impreza Sport, going back to the, the Outback Sport dreams, and then there was a part of me that wanted a BRZ and I ended up the, the funny thing is spot was actually a service loaner that oh, okay. I had. I actually, I drove him while Gump was in the shop getting his new axles on and I drove spot and I actually did a, uh, I did a, a little bit of a dead mall trip with spot. We went out and visited a couple malls and stuff, got some pictures and stuff. And I just, the, we we always say the the car picks you, yeah. you know, and and I I just I I hit it off with Spot and I got back and I said, how much to put a deposit on that car? I want it when it's retired. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so That's awesome. I, that that was he was just retired, so I mean he's going to be certified, so they got to do the inspection and put the tires on him and all that stuff. But yeah, uh, they'll be coming home pretty soon. That's good. Congrats. That's Thanks. awesome. Yeah. It's the same color as yours. It's the white. Okay. Yeah. It's a good color. So, yeah. But I got the sport because I'm, I'm partial to those 2.5 engines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that's nice. Um, yeah. Was there anything else that you wanted to talk about or say before we get out of here? Just, I mean, thank you to, to everybody that, that makes 
everything possible. I mean, there's, there's so many people I've met along the way and brands that have helped out. I mean, Primitive and Rally Tech and Orsini and Laminex. And I mean, there's, there's just, there's so many pieces that make these things come together. Yeah. And I mean, just so many people, I mean, like I said earlier, I mean, Rob Morrow and Hope and Rob Bidding and Ben and Will and Andrew and Mark, all the guys from Mountain Roo and uh, even the guys from Battlewagon Gang that I got to meet last year down in Shenandoah. And I mean, it's the the family's taken me in and it's it's become a part of me and it's allowed me to do incredible things. I mean, I, I had the opportunity to go out to Subaru of America last year to see the wilderness with the Mountain Rue guys oh, before that's it came so out. Cool. Yeah. And we, we got pictures of all of our cars lined up with the, with the wilderness outback and everything. That's awesome. So that was, that was cool. So I've got pictures of Gump at Subaru of America and everything. So that's, that's definitely staying up on the mantle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's cool. Just, yeah. And so many places and stories and memories and moments and still so many miles and places to go. I mean, I've got bucket list places that I want to check off this year, next year, five years, 10 years. There's the sky's the limit. (laughs) Yeah. And you've got two cars to do it in too. You know it. That's cool. (laughs) So yeah, well, thank you for taking the time to do this. And uh, it was great finally getting you on. Um, Like I said, it's, you know, it takes a while, but there's, I'm thankful for having a long list. I mean, it's, it's an honor. I mean, it's so, it's so awesome to, to, to have the opportunity to share the stories and talk about Gump and just so many different things. It's, it's awesome. Really what you're doing for the community. Great job, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Well, all right. Well, you have a good night and, uh, we'll talk to you later and, uh, we'll get this out very soon. Can't wait. Thanks buddy. You're welcome. All right, if you're not doing so already, go give Nick, a.k.a. Rally Gump, a follow on Instagram. That's rally underscore Gump. And check out his build. Also, let him know what you thought of his episode. Send him a DM. And as always, thanks again for tuning in. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for showing up every week. I really appreciate it. Thank you to my sponsors and my patrons. If you'd like to become part of the little Patreon community, you can go to Patreon forward slash SueBNU podcast, or you can go to SueBNUpodcast.com and click on the link right there on the homepage to help support the podcast and join us in our Discord server and have a lot of fun. Thanks again, everybody. Hope you all have a great week. We will see you on Wednesday for the Subi Scoop. So be sure to tune in to hear about all of the events that will be coming up and other community events that may be going on. So thanks again. Talk to you later.